Come on, put your hands together, glorify his name, and please be seated in the Lord's presence today. Thank you for joining us for this glorious service. Amen. Like I was telling one of our pastors this past week um, out in North Carolina, your covenant with God is your greatest gift. It's your greatest asset. Your covenant with God. You have to do everything you can protect that covenant. Keep growing in your relationship. Don't don't make your covenant with God secondary to anything. It must not be secondary to anything and it must not be secondary to anyone. Your covenant with God. Because God has prepared this good life for you. And the only way you enjoy the full benefits of that good life is that you are walking with him every day. You're walking with him every day. While our hearts go out so strongly and we pray for God's mercy and comfort and strength for the people in in Hawaii, you know, um, it's it's a lot of destruction. And it's it's a lot of just, it's a tragedy. It's painful. Um... And sometimes things will, like, will happen like that in life. A lot of things will happen like that in life. But as God's children who are in covenant with him, you must be protected. Amen. That's part of your covenant. Yes, you must be protected. Whatever it takes. And so in order for you... To enjoy the full benefits of your protection and the blessings of God that are prepared for you, you also must work with the Lord. Amen. You can't, as you, I know you've heard, don't get bored, you've heard me say these things over and over, so just, just bear with me, let me say it again and again, right? Maybe the Lord just wants you to hear it again. You can't just make decisions haphazard. You can't just decide to do things because people are doing it. You can't, you know, I mean, every, you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Everything you do. Timing is important in life. Everything is important. Right? I mean, what it takes for you to miss some tragedy that is bound to happen can be one day. A decision of one day. One day can save you from a tragedy. And even a a decision of where to be in time. They say somebody was in the wrong place at, at the wrong time. You know, you know, then they become collateral damage. And, you know, the devil is evil and is wicked. And so many evil things are going to continue to happen in the world. But you are a child of God's covenant. God has a covenant with you. Make sure you are led by him. Make sure you are directed in everything you do. Don't take anything for granted. Don't assume. Before you go anywhere, pray. Ask the Lord. You know, before you make, take steps and fly, you know me. Ask God. Right? Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to go about this? And God will see to it that his word is fulfilled in your life. My friends, God is good and he has a good plan for your life. He said in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They are thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. 
What is the expected end that God has for you? He told us, he says it's, it's, it's a good end. So I want to give you a future filled with hope. Amen? So I have a plan for, for you to prosper. One particular translation says, a plan for you to prosper, a plan for your well-being and not a plan for your disaster, it says. So, you know, God is a good God. He has a plan, good plan for us. The way we enter into that plan is we walk with him closely in covenant. Some of the things we've been ministering on Wednesdays recently have blessed me so much. Actually, just in real time, during the services, in real time, as the teachings are going on, you know, the, the presence of God actually comes in and begins to say some things. And I'm hearing those things for the first time. After the service, I have to grab my own notes to write them down. No, seriously. I have to grab my own notes to write them down. Because that's like, I think, you know, you know it, but it's just in a different way. And it's such a word in season. So I, as I minister a little bit further today on faith for extraordinary living, um, I'm going to, that mic still has something. I don't know what it is, but there's something to that mic. Um, I'm going to f- kind of del- just dabble a little bit into some of the things that have been ministered in the Wednesday teachings and and um, some of the things that we will still talk about, just because I, I sense the wind of the Holy Spirit going in that direction. And um, those things are so powerful. Amen. Amen. Okay, so for a few minutes, let's, let's take our confession, our 2023 confession. You, you guys look very happy. Put a smile on that face to, sh- to convince me that you truly are happy. <laughs> I'm talking to the people online. Put a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's, let's take our 2023 confessions together. Two, three, go. 2023, my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster. And there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. I lift my eyes up to the hills. From whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous, and I am vindicated. A new day has done for me. The struggle is over forever. And the Lord is adding to me another one again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp and I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor 
and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move, valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the Ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you, and I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view, and the covenant will deliver. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart in gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me and he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy, and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe that. Say, I receive that. Oh man, you guys... Okay, glory to God. You need some winding up. My one voice is louder than all of your voices. Come on, say, I believe that. Aha, uh-huh, that's better. You're coming up, you're waking up. Say, I receive that. Aha, uh-huh, now you're getting there. Say one more time. Say, I believe that. Say, I receive that. Amen and amen. Hebrews 11, Hebrews chapter 11, let's read from verse 1 to verse 6. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Glory to God. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. It takes righteousness. This is so powerful. This is something the Lord showed me this morning. I'd never really seen it before. This morning, just this morning. It takes righteousness to fully believe God. I had never seen that until this morning. It takes righteousness to fully believe God. When you see or sense a level of struggle in your life to believe God, to be fully persuaded in faith. By the way, I'm talking today about I am persuaded. It's, an, it's a level of faith. I am persuaded. Somebody say, I'm persuaded. Say that. Say, I am persuaded. That means I know that I know that I know that I know that the God that I serve, he's faithful. He's a good God. He will come through. He will fulfill his word. His word will not fall to the ground. I have no doubt about it. I am persuaded about it. It takes persuasion in the spirit to impress God. But like I was saying earlier, I found out this morning as I was studying this particular scripture. Well, it wasn't this one. It was another one. I'll take you there in a minute. But this one, this one just popped out to me. It takes righteousness to believe God. Whenever you sense a struggle... In your life to fully believe God and to be fully persuaded about his promises to you. Check your righteousness. Check your righteousness. Because one of the things you find out is, you know, it's, how can I describe this? It, you know, it's like things get connected in the spirit. It's like a puzzle. Like, uh, what's this? What's, is it like a jigsaw puzzle? All this other, you know, one part connects with another part and then you build a whole thing. That's how a lot of things are in the spirit. One of the things that connects very strongly to faith in that jigsaw puzzle is righteousness. Without righteousness, it is very difficult to believe God. Without right, without be, that's why you see people in the world who are not saved, who has who have not fully accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they struggle. They struggle with believing. The reason is they don't have the garment of righteousness on. You can do signs, you can do miracles, you can do all sorts, but they will still struggle with believing God because they don't have the garment of righteousness on. When you put on the garment of righteousness and God starts cleaning you from inside and you start walking in the reality of your righteousness, you are led by the Holy Spirit, you are directed by the word of God, you are keeping a clean heart. You are walking in love. You are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You forgive when you are offended. As you walk in that garment of righteousness, you find it becomes easier to believe God. 
I had never seen it that deeply until this morning. The Bible says God called Abraham. You know, when Abraham was struggling to believe God, these promises that God had given, you remember in, in Genesis chapter 15, I think it was, right? In Genesis chapter 15, you all look very happy this morning. <laughs> I'm trying very hard to convince myself about it. <laughs> you are happy by faith, but your faces are not showing me yet. So I'm just doing my best. I think the only person who looks happy in this service right now is Dickness Zini. She looks very happy. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, okay, all right. Dickness Dubem, you look, you look a bit happier than the rest of the people. <laughs> okay, I'm just messing with you all. All right, Genesis 15. Do you see what it says there? After these things, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, Abraham, for I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me since I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Elias. I see he's doubting. He's, he's struggling. And Abraham said, Behold, to me you have given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my here. What is he doing? He's accusing God. He's accusing God of being partial. He's accusing God of being unfair. He's accusing God of not having a perfect plan. You gave the servant in my house. You gave him children. But you did not give me. He is unrighteous, folks. He is unrighteous. That's what's happening. (laughs) When thoughts like that take over your mind and you conclude certain things about God that are not borne out by his word, you are unrighteous. You are not walking in the garment of your righteousness. The garment of your righteousness is what enables you to stand Where Jesus stands all the time. Can you imagine Jesus accusing God? Can can it even cross your mind that Jesus could ever accuse God? (laughs) He said, you've given, yes, this look what you've done. He said, and behold, to me you've given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. He's accusing God. Where's your plan? How are we going to work this out, Lord? You mean all this wealth, all this wealth is going to be inherited by one of my servants? Lord, there's something wrong with your plan here. He's not walking in his righteousness. Oh, Hallelujah. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be your heir, Abraham. Come on, give me credit. I'm a good God. I'm a good father. My plan for you, perfect. My plans for you are flawless. No matter what it looks like right now, my plans for you are flawless. Listen. 
I will never be caught napping when it comes to the good plan that I have for your life. I am both the planner and the executor of this plan. No matter what it appears like right now, no matter what it looks like right now, Abraham, I have a good plan for you. I will see to it that it comes to pass. Don't buy into the lies of your circumstances. Hallelujah. See, that's what's happening. You are not putting on the garment of righteousness. So it's hard to believe God. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then he said, (laughs) and he didn't stop there. He says, he said, this shall not be your heir, but he that would come forth out of your own bowels shall be what? Shall be your heir. Shall be your heir. That's the plan. Then what did the Lord do? He brought him, verse 5, he brought him forth abroad. Let me just speak a word in my spirit I'm hearing right here. There are things already prepared for your future that you have no idea, no concept about. They are there, they are ready, they are prepared. God has done his part. It's time for you to to take your part, play your part, and to take up the inheritance that has been prepared for you. It's not... In God's mind, like he's hoping, he's planning to... No, it's done already. It's time for you to take your part. Take your place and play your part. And it begins with you believing God. Somebody say, I am persuaded. (laughs) I am saying, I'm persuaded. There's a reason why Paul in Romans 8, I am, is asking, what shall separate us? First he started by saying, if God be for us, who can be against us? See, that is righteousness speaking. If God be for us, who can be against us? And I think it's the message translation that says, seeing that God is on our side like this or something like that, how can we lose? We cannot possibly lose. Child of God, you cannot lose. I don't care what your circumstances look like like right now. Somebody's listening to me online. You cannot lose. In this situation, you win. You win. You win. When it is all said and done, in this situation, you win. You cannot possibly lose. It is impossible for you to lose. God is not trying to prove anything. He's already done everything that he needs to do to see to it that his word comes to full fruition in your life. Somebody's listening to me this morning. Hallelujah. What did God do? He brought him forth abroad. Verse 5. It's Abraham. And said, look now towards heaven. <laughs> look now towards heaven. Why did he tell him that? 
Because he's been spending his time looking at imperfect man. Looking at the imperfections of the world, the imperfections of life, and the imperfections of his own circumstances. God said, look now. Yes, man is imperfect. Yes, your circumstances are imperfect. Yes, things going around you are not perfect. It's true. But I need you to take your eyes off of all of those imperfect circumstances. I need you to lift up your eyes and look at heaven. Heaven is the seat of perfection. Heaven is the seat of glory. Everything that I've ordained for you, everything that I've planned for you is up there, not down here. I need you to lift up your eyes and look to heaven. Look to heaven. And then the Lord said, because when, have you noticed? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you noticed when you are feeling low, all it takes is a switch. It's like a switch on the wall. When there's darkness all around you, I think, uh, Pastor Mui, why you, something he preached last, something about, uh, he has a, I like that. He has a, he has an encouragement playlist. Sometimes you, is that something you call them? I have an encouragement play. I like that. Do you know all it is, is like flipping a switch on a wall. When, when darkness covers where you are and darkness covers you and you feel yourself being swallowed up in that darkness and you feel helpless, you begin to feel despondent, depressed, hopeless, frustrated. All you need, you just need to turn a switch on. It's like a switch on a wall. For you, that switch may be uh, picking the word of God in some aspect of the word of God and start speaking it over yourself. For you, the switch may be picking your confessions that you put together in one place. For you, the switch may be a set of nice songs that you put together where it's full of faith, it's full of encouragement. For you, it could be a, a good message. Like Pastor Tinu was talking about the Wednesday message. I've, I've listened this, this past Wednesday message. I've heard it maybe about two or three times. Because the truth is, while I was teaching the message, God was speaking to me. It was a short message. But while I was ministering that message, the Lord was actually talking to me. And I didn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't say, hello, stop. I need to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, so I just, I just, I just absorbed it. I just held myself cool, 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 cool. Let me just finish. Let me finish. And as soon as I dropped that thing and and closed out that that teaching, I I started writing. I started writing. Hallelujah! All you need is one switch. You can, just like that, you can go, you know, some of the best cars in the world, one of the ways they describe them is you can go, you can, you can, you can go, you can go from zero miles per hour to like 80 miles per hour in like 60 seconds. It's one of the ways they, they, they measure like, you know, you know, power engine, all of this stuff, speed. You know, this is for young people like us. It's not for old people like you. <laughs> 
<laughs> this this stuff I'm talking about right now, this is for very young people like old people like you just just enjoy your truck, your trailer. Just <laughs> have fun. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Woo! But man, going from zero mile per hour to like oh gosh, don't do it on the highway now because the popo popo will get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Woo! We're having so much fun. Hallelujah. All it takes is one switch. Just, you know, pick something. Whether it's from the word of God, from a message preached, from a set of songs you have, you know, change that atmosphere. Don't let the devil bury you in that darkness. Hmm? Don't let him bury you. Keeping your eyes on all this darkness. You're full of bitterness and full of discontent and frustration. And yeah, I've just tried it. I've done it. I've tried it. Ah, why is he not working for me? That's darkness. That's not righteousness. <laughs> it's not righteousness. That's darkness. It's your you are blaming God. You are pointing the fingers. You are, you are claiming he's unfaithful. He's unrighteous. That's what you are doing. Why is it I've served God all my life, all these years, and this is all I have? Why is it that everybody else is moving forward and I'm just stuck? I'm just stuck in this no man's land. And you are blaming God. That's unrighteous. And as long as you stay in that unrighteousness, you are stuck. You are not going to be able to move. You are not going to be able to, to move. You will be stuck. That's what Satan wants. He wants you stuck. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said to Abraham, come, come on out. Come on, come on out. Lift up your eyes. Look towards the heaven. And then what did he say? Begin to count. Tell the stars. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. My friends, it's better it's better to count stars than to count pain. It's better. It's better to count stars than to count pain. To count your disappointment. To count things that haven't worked. To count failures. No, it's better to count stars. And every human being has access to stars. All you need to do is lift up your eyes. It's right above you. Count those stars. Imagine the goodness of your heavenly father. Imagine his faithfulness, his awesomeness. How, how great he is. He created all of this stuff. Imagine how good he is, this God. How glorious, how powerful, how awesome. Says Abraham, come on, count stars. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. And he said unto him, tell me if you can number them. And he says, so shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. Let me tell you, this could have gone one of two ways. Abraham could have heard that from God and he could have discounted it and, you know, just thrown it away and said, ah, I've heard that before. 
I had that last year. I had it two years ago. I had it three months ago. I don't want that. I don't, don't wind me up. I'm tired. <laughs> Will that be righteousness? I'm asking you. Will that be righteousness? You could have gone either way. You could have done that. On the other hand, he could have done what he did. He turned the switch. It was not a very long process. God didn't have to preach him a long sermon. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Children of God, it doesn't take much to change our minds. It doesn't take much. See, you find yourself standing on the wrong side of God. You find, this is the wrong side of God. It doesn't take much. Just switch. Just move. It doesn't have to take six months. Say, I need to go for our revival. I have to go for retreats. No. (laughs) No, no. You can switch right now. That's why receiving Christ, making Jesus your Lord and your Savior, begins with one small decision. That's it. No matter where you have been in your life, no matter what your life has been, no matter, just one decision. Today is the day I'm accepting Jesus. That's it. From that moment you switch on the, you turn on the switch of light and darkness is forever destroyed in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's all it takes, folks. You find yourself on the wrong side of God. Just turn that switch. Just move. Move. Hallelujah. (laughs) We're having fun. Somebody say, I'm persuaded. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. And then what happened? In verse 6. And... He believed in the Lord. And then what happened? He counted it to him for what? Righteousness. He made the switch. He believed God fully. Completely. He said, okay. No more reservation. No more doubting. No more unbelief. I don't care if it takes a million years. I don't care. But I, I, from this moment onwards... I am fully persuaded. <laughs> Ooh, I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded that God is able to do everything that he said he can do. I'm fully persuaded that he will. He will come through. Hallelujah. Not a jot of his word will fall to the ground in my life. God will perfect everything that concerns me. I believe that God will bring to pass every dream that he has given me. Hallelujah. Not a one. Look at that confession. He's adding to me another one again and again and again and again. He will not get tired of fulfilling the words that he has spoken concerning me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) Woo He believed in the Lord and God suddenly said, what? You are righteous. 
you're righteous. Go right back to Hebrews 11. I'm going to try to close. This is where I started from. (laughs) It takes righteousness to believe God. Whenever you find yourself struggling, doubt, fear, anxiety, you are perplexed on your destiny, and you are full of despair and not hope. My friends, when instead of seeing stars, you are seeing darkness, you need to flip a switch. Remember what I said earlier? God has already done everything. Don't be saying, Lord, Lord, change this darkness to light. Uh uh. It's on you. This is on you. If somebody is going to see stars, God is not creating new stars, He's already created the stars. What you need to do, you need to take your eyes from the darkness and look up. God is not going to take your neck. That's why you are not a robot. This is not AI. Um, um, what's the... Uh, this is not A. This is not... This is not... You are not a robot. You are not programmed. This is not your GPT. <laughs> you have a free will. It's time for you to take your own head, lift it up from that darkness and say, Enough. 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 Remember what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60. Come on, arise. Look at what it says. Isaiah chapter 16, the amplified. Look at it. Arise from the prostration. Right? The darkness. Come on. Arise. God didn't say, pray so that I can come and arise you. <laughs> no, it's not in the Bible. Is that what you see there? Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 in the Amplified. Look at what it says. What does it say? Arise from the depression in the Amplified. From the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Do what? Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant. Oh, with the glory of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I can't share this revelation with you. It's too deep and it's too personal. It's too deep and it's too personal. I can't share it with you. But I'm going to say a little bit about it. There is, and I'm going to close right here. Um, there is a story in the Old Testament where... Um, um, <laughs> Jacob was struggling in Laban's house. And, you know, he was just, you know, this man had, you know, cheated him, cheated him, cheated And finally, um, he came to him and he was still trying to twist his arm behind his back, trying to, and Jacob felt so stranded. He didn't know what to do. Until one night he was sleeping. And God woke him up and gave him a dream. 
in this dream, God helped him see how biomedical genetic engineering can happen just by the power of what you are looking at. Just by the power of what you are looking at. God showed it to him in that dream. It's the same thing his grandfather experienced. Exactly the same thing. God showed him stars to eliminate the power of darkness in his life. That's what God did to his grandfather. Now, to Jacob, God showed him how by what you see and by what you focus on, you can determine what happens in your future. Many people don't know this. It's too deep. It's too personal. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't divulge too much of the detail to you other than to say to you, what you wake up and see in the mirror every day matters. When you look in that mirror, what you see, the person looking back at you, that person is determining your future. When you look at that mirror and you see all this crookedness and all this brokenness and all this ugliness and you imbibe it, your, your life, your future is on a downward spiral to a place where you don't want to go. But when you look into that mirror and you put a smile on and you do little things to your face and you like what you see, you're laughing. I'm giving you eternal revelation that can change your life. I'm telling you it will change your life. You can turn 100 and have a baby. Because what you see there in that mirror will genetically engineer the cells of your body. I'm telling you the truth. This is a revelation. I'm telling you now. Whatever you see all the time, when you look in that mirror, when you see a broken person, a failure, depressed person, someone who, who, who was, you look at that person, yeah, I don't like this. I'm talking... Put your wig on. No, seriously. Some of you only, you only dress up when you're going out. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a big revelation right here. You only really, really dress up when you know somebody outside is going to see you. What you don't realize is you are seeing yourself. You see yourself first before any human being sees you. When you look in that mirror and you can get yourself to, to behold an image 
of what you desire, something will change in your life. Something will change in your life. When you look in there and you, you, you can see joy and, and you can see grace and, and you can see strength if you're a man and, and you can, you can see abilities and great potential. And if, if you're a woman and you can see virtue and, and, and it's not what you are saying physically. It's not, listen, in that story, it just, if you're following the midweek service, I got to close. <laughs> if you are following the midweek service, you remember, they got to the gate of Jericho. The gate was shut. Nobody was going in, nobody was coming out. What did God say? God said, see, I have given you the land. Why see? God is seeing something different. <laughs> Ooh, glory, 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 glory. Ooh. Everybody is seeing the same thing, but God is seeing something different. What you see in that mirror is determining your future. Royalty is waiting to be birthed. It is already created. It is waiting to be birthed. It is not what you see. It's not whether there's, you know, when you go to sometime when you sleep very deeply at night, you know, you, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't want to do graphic, but, you know, this happens, every human being, you know, you, it's just, you know, you, you are created with all this good liquid and <laughs> fluids. <laughs> now, some of them, when they flow out of your mind, then they create white marks. You know that you have to, when you brush them, you have to wipe them off. Like, what's this, you know? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what you see in that person looking at you. And if you need to do some, make some changes to that person looking at you, do it. And every day when you get up, look at that person and say, look at you. You are a miracle going somewhere to happen. God will do great things through you. You have a great future. You are not a failure. You are not a loser. You won't lose. You cannot lose. You cannot lose. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the favored of the Lord. You are prospered by the Lord. You are full of virtue. You are anointed. You are wealthy. You are healthy. You are free of bondage. Free from every kind of shackles. You are talking to that man, that woman in that mirror. As they are looking at you. And as you are talking to them, something is happening to that person in that mirror. I'm telling you, this is, this is a huge revelation. It will change your life. The cells in your body will respond. Ovaries will respond. Uterine walls will respond. The heart, lungs, kidneys. They will I'm telling you, they will The cells in your body will respond to it. It's scriptural. By and then what did Jacob do when he let's close? When, what did Jacob do when he got up? He went and did exactly what he saw. <laughs> he put all these images before those animals. 
what did the animals begin to do? They started to produce after what they were seeing. If animals can do that, how about you? You carry a greater potential than animals. You are created in the image of the almighty God. If animals can become what they behold. (laughs) If animals, your next miracle is in a dream God has given you. You have just not unlocked that dream. You, let's unlock the dreams today. Amen. Let's unlock the new you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Not the you that the world wants to look at in photographs. No, the, the you that you need to see. Amen. The you that is going to determine your future. Amen. The glorious you. The blessed the bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, stand to your feet. <laughs> The Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. I want you to look at something different today as we close this service. And I want you to carry that image with you. And I want you to plant it in your intimate life, in your bedroom, in your personal, where you see things. You alone, you and God alone. I want you, and start right now. I want you to build that image there's some of you the Lord told me there's some of you who have given up on some things only just because you've looked at the wrong things for so long God is telling you this morning let's build a new image let's take our focus and put it somewhere totally different Let's look for the stars, the glowing stars, the shining stars. Let's not believe the lie of the devil that darkness is forever here to stay. Failure is for... No, no, it's not true. Let's build some images and let's create a new you. And let's begin to interact with that new you. This is your year of a new horizon. Something has to change. My friends, we can't we can't stay in the same place. Continue to do the same old things. Continue to say the same old things and then expect a different us. As you create that image, are you doing that today? As we close this service, are you doing that? Are you building that new image? Oh, that new image 
of a happy you. <laughs> no longer should a preacher tell you smile in the service. Because there is a happy you that is always smiling. When they look at you, they say, what? you are smiling too much. It's okay. They sh- when people look at you, your smile should infect them. People who are happy should not look at you and then they become depressed like you. Let's change that image today. Let's change that. The Bible says, arise and shine. Arise from the depression. Arise from the prostration. Let's create this new peaceful you. Peaceful. This joyful you. Somebody say, I'm happy. Oh, say, say, I'm happy. Oh, I'm content with life. I'm blessed. I'm fully blessed. I'm fully blessed. I'm fully blessed. Some say, I'm full of joy. I'm excited about life. I'm ecstatic. Somebody say, I'm full of dreams. I'm full of visions. Somebody say, I see stars. And as we build that new you, we're going to carry that new you. We're going to carry it with you everywhere you go. You look at that new you every morning. By the time we see you next Sunday, those of you who make it to in-person service here, I want to see teeth in the service. Not, not put on teeth. Not, you know, put on teeth is different. Like you're just trying to make people believe you are happy. but you eh. No, like teeth. You are really happy. Like you can hardly wait to get to the presence of God. As they did, they are doing praise and worship and they are singing and dancing. You are not one of the ones that are just finished. Just, no, you are one of the ones that are like, let's keep it going. You are just so happy. As the preacher is preaching, teeth, teeth, happy, joy, peace, love. And out of that happy you, then we will build a healthy you. A healthy you. That healthy you that is whole. You are whole from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. You are healthy. You are healthy. My friends, let me me tell you. I have tried both. I have tried depression and I have tried joy. Joy is better. (laughs) I'm just telling you. I have tried both. I have tried sickness I have tried health. Health is better. Hmm? We'll build this healthy you. Now, from the healthy you, then we will build the blessed you. The blessed you. Who is in command? You are not running from things. You are running to things. You are not running from people. You are running with vision and running with people. A blessed you. Who is changing the world. And then we take the blessed you. And we spread it. In your family. We spread it in your community. We spread it. In your church. In your church family. We spread it everywhere. And through that blessed you. God's fragrance. Spreads around the world. That's the new you. And it starts today. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Do you receive it? Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive the fullness of it. Everything that the Lord just said, I receive it. Say, I will be obedient. I will walk with it. Like Abraham, I will be obedient. I will look to the stars. I will make no excuses. I will do what the Lord said. And the new me will emerge. The new me will emerge. Father, we thank you today. Thank you, Father God, for your mighty blessings upon this service. Thank you, Father God, for speaking your word to us. Lord, thank you for deep revelation coming out of your word today. Thank you for life-changing revelation. Thank you for the newness of the spirit that we are receiving today. That new wine that you promise, we see it flowing out of our lives today. We see flowing out of our lives today. I speak the blessing of heaven upon every man and every woman under the sound of my voice. Every man and every woman under the sound of my voice. Lord, we receive the gift of your righteousness. We receive the gift of your righteousness. There may be someone online with us today. There might be someone online who needs to rededicate their lives to Christ. There might be someone out there joining this service who needs to come to Jesus. Who needs to make a decision. Remember, turning that switch is just, is just one decision. It doesn't have to take six months. There might be someone out there who needs to make it right with the Lord and say, Jesus, Lord, I'm tired of being my own Lord. I invite you, you be my Lord. You come, you be my Lord. From this moment, I'm tired of ruling my own life. Who knows, there might even be someone in this service in person who is saying that, who needs to say that. Like Jesus, I'm tired of being my own Lord. I want you, I invite you today, be my Lord. I turn my life over to you completely completely. I'm holding nothing back. I want the gift and the garment of righteousness that I heard that preacher talking about today. That garment of righteousness that will enable me to fully believe God and fully possess all that he has prepared for me. This is me, Lord. This is me, Lord. And if there's someone like that online with us today in this service or who would receive this service, this message afterwards. Or if there's someone like that here in this room. I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. This is you and the Lord. I'm not looking to embarrass anyone and I'm not looking to, we're not proving anything. This is you and the Lord. I want this to be straight out of your heart. If you are online, there is no distance in the spirit. It's like you and I are standing right next to one another. If you are right here in this service, there is no distance in the spirit. It's like we are standing right next to one another. I want you to make it a genuine prayer. 
from your heart to the Lord. I'm going to make it easy for you. So I'm going to call out the prayer. But as I call out the prayer, you hear me. I want you to process it in your heart and catch, latch onto it with your spirit. I'm the one speaking the prayer, but I want you to make it your prayer from your spirit. And let's come before our Father together and let's take hold of that garment of righteousness. Wherever you are today, and other people will help us as well. Those that are in the room here will help us. Just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you today just as I am without one plea. But I know that your blood the blood of your precious son Jesus Christ was shed for me. I am a sinner. I hope I don't have the ability to save myself. <laughs> but I know and I believe that Jesus paid the price for my redemption. Right now, right here, I open my heart to you. I invite you. Father, come. Come by the Holy Spirit. Forgive me. Save me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I renounce every sin. I renounce every waywardness. I renounce every form of darkness. I renounce Satan. I declare from this moment onwards, Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and my Master. I thank you, Father. I thank you because I am forgiven. I'm saved. I'm justified. I'm redeemed. I give you all the glory. And I give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for all of this precious precious, this sheep, these are your people that you love with an everlasting love. I commend them to you today. Men and women, boys and girls, and children, everyone under the sound of my voice today. Lord, your word that you have spoken to us let that word take root in our heart. I know that word began a work of change here in this service. But let that work of change, let it not be aborted after this service. That work of change, Lord, let it continue on. Let it grow on. <laughs> let it take root in every life. Oh, Father. Let it bear fruit. Let it bear fruit. Let it change lives. 
Let our lives never be the same again. Thank you, Lord. I give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Receive it to yourself, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go on and help me bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless him like you're happy. Bless him with your new, happy, healthy, blessed self. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Come on, give it a little bit more time and bless the name of the Lord. Somebody shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Give him all the glory that he alone deserves. He's worthy to receive all of our praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen.